trust him in healing redemption. And uh, Philippians 2 is where we'll begin, but we've uh, made these statements uh, over the last number of, well, months now, actually a couple of months, is we always believe what God said, number one, about himself. We always believe what God said about himself. Um, I made this statement a few times, but I, I need to reiterate it. You know, it always it always uh, puzzles me when you see ministers on television backing down when the world tells them what Jesus said. You know, well, you know, Jesus never spoke about this, and and they're worldly, ungodly people telling preachers what Jesus said. And the preacher just kind of smiles and goes, "Well, yeah, well, you know, grow a backbone," but. Right, because we know what Jesus said, or we should. And very often, if someone doesn't know what God said, therein lies the problem. If I don't know what He said, then I don't know what to expect from Him. Uh, if someone said to you, if they said, uh, you know, when is Joe Bob coming by your house? But Joe Bob never told you. You can't say with any certainty. You'd have to say, well, sometime, I, I guess, I hope. Well, how many times have you heard people say that? Well, I hope God heals me. I, I, I guess he can. Well, they don't know what he said. Right? And so I got to believe what God said about himself. Then I have to believe what God said about his word. You know, what, what did God say about his word? And then what did God say about what he would do? What did he say about what he would do? You know, someone said, well, so-and-so said they're going to do this, and you said they said that. You heard them say that. See, there's a difference between you hearing what someone else said God would do and what God said he would do. Right? That, that's why experience is unreliable. Successful experience is unreliable. Unsuccessful experience is unreliable. Because it's, it's what God said he would do. Amen. And so someone will have an experience and say, well, I did that and it didn't work. Well, that don't count. Because experience is not reliable. Because if God said he would do something and someone did not receive what God said he would do, that doesn't change what God said. So what did God say? Amen. Our trust is in the finished work of redemption. And that's what we've been looking at over the last two weeks, trusting in healing redemption. Uh, here in, you know, and, and along those lines, you know, uh, I was... Uh, I was born into a, a house that we just believed in healing. It was just uh, the way that it was. My dad was healed during the days of the Voice of Healing Revival uh, under the ministry of uh, uh, Dr. Elsie Roby. And uh, that, was just, that was just part and parcel. We just knew God was a healer. Uh, when my dad was in his 20s, he was an associate minister at a church in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, a. a. Allen dedicated their building, and he uh, uh, was acquainted with him to some extent. And uh, that that was, you know, I mean, A. A. Allen, God's miracle man, God's man of faith and power, Asa Alonzo Allen. And but here's the thing: is uh, you know, Brother Hagen was part of the healing revival in the days of the Voice of Healing. And as I look back on it, and as I've studied it, one thing that I see. If you watch uh, videos of Brother Allen or you listen to him minister, uh, he just preached people well. He just stayed with it till that anointing got so strong it was impossible to stay in that bed or to stay sick. But here's the problem. Many of those people didn't stay well. They got well, but they didn't stay well. And Brother Hagen explained it this way. 
He said he went to many of those ministers and he said, you're getting people healed by a gift. And he said, I'm getting people healed by the word and their faith. All right? And, and he made the statement, he said, when all of y'all are dead and gone, I'll still be preaching faith and healing. And he sure was. Outlived almost every one of them. My, my point in saying that is what you believe about redemption is going to go a long way in, number one, whether I am healed and then if I stay healed. All right? This is so important. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, Wherefore God has also highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the King James says a name. We'll read some other versions. Which is above every name that at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. The Amplified Bible says God has bestowed on him the name. That is above every name. Uh, the New King James Version says God has given him the name. That is above every name. The uh, Woos Bible says he has bestowed on him the name, the name which is above every name, in order that in recognition of the name, all which the Lord Jesus is in his person and work, which Jesus possesses, every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things on earth, and of things under the earth. And so notice then that Jesus has been given the name above every name been given the name above every name. It's the redemptive name. The name above every name. The name of Jesus. When you look through the, the Old Testament, there are seven compound names of God. And those seven compound names of God all begin with the name Jehovah. And in the Old Testament, that was the name. That was the name that encompassed all that God was to the Old Testament believer. We, we read for a number of weeks, for a couple months, in the book of Exodus chapter 3, where Moses said, Who shall I say sent me? And he said, Tell him that I am sent you. In, in other words, here's the blank check. Whatever you need, that's what I am. But when he was introducing himself to them in terms of what he would do for them, he always began that with Jehovah. Right. In, in on in the book of Exodus, he said, he said, none of these diseases that came on the Egyptians will come on you because I am the Lord. I am the Lord Jehovah that heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am Jehovah Rafiki. I am Jehovah, your healer. But it was the name Jehovah that encompassed healing. I am your healer. All right, uh, I am Jehovah Shalom. I am the Lord your peace. All those seven compound names of God that denoted not only something God could do, but something that he was, they were all found in that one name, in the name, all right, of Jehovah. That was the name that encompassed all that God was to the Old Testament believer. Paul states that Jesus has been given the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. That's important because the name of a thing or a person ultimately describes that thing or that person. See, there's a revelation there. In the book of Psalms, it says that God has exalted his word above all his name. Well, the Bible says in John chapter 1 that the Word was Jesus. So the revelation there is to the New Testament believer, the name of Jesus, Jesus has been exalted above every name. You cannot pray in the name of God and get an answer. You can't pray in the name of Jehovah and get an answer. Why? Because the Bible says you have to pray in the name of Jesus. 
Because that name has been exalted above every name. That's the name. That's the name. Now, we're not diminishing Jehovah or diminishing, diminishing the Father, but the Father has His role at this present time in the dispensation that we're in. All authority, all power, all dominion, all rule has been given to Jesus and His name. And that will, that will remain until after the thousand-year reign of Christ. And then the Bible says after the thousand-year reign of Christ, when heaven comes to the earth, that Jesus will return to the Father and turn all power and all authority and all might and all dominion back over to Him. Hallelujah. Why? Because things will be back in their original state. There will be nothing to take authority over anymore. Hallelujah. When the Father begins, takes up His residence and reigns from the earth again, we won't have to take authority over the devil in Jesus' name. We'll be, we'll be known as we are known. We will be like Him. Oh, glory to God. So it's, it's, that is the name. Hallelujah. And notice He says, a name that is above every name. Now, an elementary looking at that, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, every disease is a name. That's true. But I need you to see this. The name of a thing or a person ultimately describes that person. Every disease has a name that describes its function. All right. For instance, you take the disease cancer. If you looked up cancer, it is this. This is its description. A disease caused by an uncontrolled division of abnormal cells in a part of the body. A malignant growth or tumor resulting from the division of abnormal cells. So when a person says, I have cancer, they're saying, I have an uncontrolled division of abnormal cells in this part of my body. I have a malignant growth or tumor resulting from the division of abnormal cells. That name, cancer, describes the function of that disease. And notice that the main description is abnormal, not normal. Right? That's the name. Uh, you take, for instance, diabetes. A disease in which the body's ability to produce or respond to the hormone insulin is impaired, resulting in abnormal metabolism of carbohydrates, and elevated levels of glucose in the blood. So when someone says, I'm diabetic, I have diabetes, they're saying my body's ability to produce or respond to the hormone insulin is impaired. All right? And I have an abnormal metabolism of carbohydrates and an elevated level of glucose in my blood. Why? Because that's the function. That's the function. The name determines the function. Hallelujah. So the name of the disease describes the disease. It describes what it does, how it affects the body. Jesus has been given the name above every name. The name of the disease describes what the disease does and how it functions. The name of Jesus describes what the name does. And how the name functions. Notice in Acts chapter 4. And verse 12. Peter of course is ministering here. After the healing. Of this man who was laying in the name. Of Jesus. Because Peter said in verse 16 of chapter 3, he says, His name through faith in his name has made this man strong. In uh, Acts 4.12, he said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Neither is there salvation in any other, in any other what? Any other name. 
So here's the key. We're, we're going to look at this. So he's saying, see, this is evidence of the name above every name because there's something found in this name that's not found in any other name. And he said it's salvation. Now, of course, that's eternal salvation. But we'll, we'll explain this again, that salvation is a package. It's the package called salvation. And it has different parts in that package. Hallelujah. When I was a boy growing up, uh, my dad, we'd go to the mall for Christmas. And my dad's favorite place to go was the Hickory Farm store. Hallelujah. My dad didn't know what it was like to eat a healthy meal ever. <laughs> Amen. He'd always make the, the, the he, 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 would, he would make the, the comment, he'd say, I love animals. I love them fried and baked and boiled. And... Hallelujah. He, he was forever making fun of the way, the way that I eat. But uh, nonetheless, that was his favorite place to go. And he'd get a, a box that said Hickory Farms. One box. You want to make my dad happy? Buy him the mega Hickory box. Woo! He'd love you forever. <laughs> but in that Hickory Farm box, there was beef sticks, sausage, cheese rolls. Woo! You can see Artery is restricting just talking about it. Hallelujah. And that, that was his favorite thing. Sit down there with a knife and a, and a, a beef log. And, right? I think you can still order those online. But nonetheless, he didn't get just one thing. When you got saved and you received salvation, you didn't just get saved from sin. That's the most crucial component. Right? You got salvation, and you got everything that came with salvation. Notice where uh, Peter says it's found in the name. In the name. Neither is there salvation. One major component of that word salvation, you can look it up. It's the Greek word soteria, just is this word health. Now think about that. There is not health in any other name. So this is an oversimplification. So you can't pray in the name of Buddha and get someone healed. Because there's not salvation, there's not health in any other name. Remember, the name describes the function. Neither is there health or salvation, health, in any other name. The word in is a preposition, of course, a primary preposition, and it denotes a fixed position. In other words, health is only found in that name, it's a fixed position. It's fixed in that name. Every time you use the name, health is there. Because it's fixed. All right? And by implication, it's the instrumentality. The name is the instrumentality of health. So the name has health in it as a fixed position. The name is the instrumentality of health. See, I've got to put my faith in that. That when I say, in the name of Jesus, it's not just a tagline, it's not just something that, that I say because that you know we're believers, we're Christians. I'm saying when I'm praying for my body, I'm praying for someone else's body, I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, health come. Because it's in the name. 
It's in the name. When hands are laid on me in the name, health comes. Because health is in the name. Hallelujah. So the name of Jesus describes health and redemption. Just like cancer describes an abnormal separation of cells or accumulation of cells, the name of Jesus describes health and redemption. In Mark chapter 16, Jesus said these things, and uh, we'll start in verse 17. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, believe and faith can be interchangeable in the word. They cannot be interchangeable in the way that people use them, because we've watered down the word believe. Well, brother, you coming to church tonight? Well, I believe so. They're not coming. Not coming. Because I believe so to people nowadays means maybe, maybe not. Right? But if you believe something, what did Jesus say was possible to the believer? All things. What did he say? Nothing was impossible to who? The one that believes. Right? So it's what I believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. I got to believe in something. Right? Got to believe in something. These signs that will, will follow them that believe. In my name. In my name. In my name that there's not health. In any other name. Right? In my name. That, that name that health is fixed in. That, that name that you can never declare it, that health doesn't show up. Think, think about that. What if we preach this as strong about healing as we do about salvation? I don't care what sin you've committed. I don't care how long you've been sinning. If you come up here and confess Jesus as your Lord, there is salvation in that name no matter what you've done. What if we preach the same way about healing? I don't care what you're sick with. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care how long he said. I don't care how long you've had it. There is healing in a fixed position in that name. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Now, not in our churches, maybe not where you go to church. Everybody don't go to this church, but here's the point. You know, in most churches, it's more like if you're sick, come up here and let's see what happens. What if we prayed for salvation in the terms of salvation from sin that way? Well, if you're a sinner, come on up here to the altar and let's see what happens. Oh, so it's a crapshoot. So I might get it and I might not. So what, what kind of power would that convey that is in the name of Jesus? Hit or miss power. He said, Jesus said, remember what we believe about the word? What God said. Jesus said, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. And let's just skip down here to verse 18. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Notice what it said. It didn't say we'll see. Right? It could happen. It's a possibility. After all, God can heal. Amen. I'm not making fun of what anybody believes. I'm just saying, 
Notice Jesus said they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And how do we lay hands on the sick? In the name. Where's the fixed position of healing? In the name. If I believe that, oh glory. The Barclay translation says, by using my name, they will place their hands on the sick and they will be cured. Hmm. The easy to read version says they will lay their hands on sick people and they will get well. Mm-hmm. The expanded Bible says they will touch, lay hands on the sick and the sick will be healed. They will recover. The Rotherham translation says upon sick persons shall they lay hands and well they shall remain. Oh, hallelujah. Because the name drives it out. Notice, notice, notice the description of how the name works. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils. So the name cast out. The name removes. The name pushes out. There's too much healing in the name for sickness to stay in the body. I, I, we, we've, we've, got, we've got to really, in some areas, in, in, in our levels of belief, we've got to start believing in the immediacy of God's power. All right? You know, we, we live in a, in a day and age, you know, I remember when I was, when I was growing up, uh, huh, you know, my days were filled, summer days, you know, well, I, I started working very young, but when, in, when I was younger, 9, 10, 11, something like that, you know, my summer days were filled with, you know, riding my bike around the neighborhood, hanging out long summer days, you know, my mother would put you out and lock the door. And if you ask her why, she says, I don't want you up under my feet. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you pass out, I'll see you. I'll come get you. <laughs> but my, my point is, you know, I didn't know anything about gigabytes. Right? Wi-Fi speed. Right? I mean, back then we actually wrote letters. And it took three or four days to get them. Right? They used to take five minutes to make a phone call. Remember making a long-distance phone call? Yeah, operator, this is so-and-so. I need to make a collect call to this number. Right? Yeah. Remember? My, my point in saying that is... is we have grown in our society that we want immediacy. We want fast internet speed, right? Because we got to run uh, Alexa and we got to run our five TVs in our house. And we, right, we got to. I didn't say there's anything wrong with any of that, but I'm, I'm saying we know about immediacy. We expect immediacy in every area of our lives. But when it comes to the healing power of God, we'll see. Don't expect more out of your Wi-Fi than you do out of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You, you know how it is. You see, you see that little wheel on your computer or your TV for two seconds. What is wrong with this internet? It's so slow. It took two seconds. But that same believer will not expect immediacy from what the Word says. Now, I'm not saying that, 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 that you're wrong or anyone's wrong watching online or something if you haven't immediately received. But what I'm saying is I can begin to build my faith in any area. 
there are people watching, maybe people in here, you have built your faith to the point that you believe the power of God's working in your body and it is driving out that sickness and disease. Now you've got to build your faith that the power of God is in your body. You've been prayed for in the name of Jesus and that disease is going presently. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? Upon sick persons... They will lay their hands, and well they shall remain. Now this sickness will go for a reason. It has encountered a force that it cannot resist. Understand that the picture that we see in the natural ministry of Christ, of Jesus, is that no one that he laid hands on. Now, understand what I mean. There are people that didn't believe, and they didn't receive. But no one that believed, no one that came to him, I should put it that way, no one that came to him and asked for healing went away unhealed. The name of Jesus encompasses all of the man of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the sickness will go because in that name, health is in a fixed position and health is normal not abnormal. For many people, being healthy is abnormal. Hallelujah. I'll move away from that. But my point is, when he laid hands and prayed or commanded them to be whole, it went. Is that right? The name of Jesus holds all the power the man Jesus held. Because all power, remember Philippians 2? Given him the name that's above every name. All power, all authority has been invested in the name. And then I've been given the power of attorney, the right to use the name. In this regard. Hallelujah. So that sickness encounters a force it can't resist. It cannot bear up under the pressure of the name. It has to go. Hallelujah. So if hands were laid on you in the name of Jesus, that's your confession. That's your declaration. Hands were laid on me in the name of Jesus. So that sickness is leaving my body. That sickness has left my body. Hallelujah. See, our our faith is in the redemption of contained in the name of Jesus. Look over at Isaiah 53. Brother Hagin said, if you don't make much of the name, you'll expect little. Hallelujah. And uh, that's why that has to carry weight. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hands were laid on me in the name. that's, That's why the enemy, that's why the enemy has tried so hard to downplay the name. Amen. He, he, he downplays it in the world. It's, it's just, right? You'll talk with people and something will go wrong and 
and, and they're not even born again. They'll go, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, see, it's, it's, just, it's just a slang word to them. Right? And I'll, I'll even hear Christians play around. You know, I told them, oh, Jesus. We're not supposed to use the name that way. If, if there's no respect for the name, there's no respect for what it can produce. Hallelujah. When you don't have, now, now this doesn't apply to anybody, it's just something that I, I, the Holy Spirit brought to me. When you don't value what God says, levels of the curse increase. And, and he said over and over again in the word, you need to respect my name. Respect my name. Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Right? Don't take the name of Jesus in vain. Don't take it as empty. Don't take it as powerless. It's full of the redemptive power. Every redemptive verse in the Bible, all the power of all of those verses is in the name. I saw something the other day. You know, they, they have this, this new thing. What is it? Monkeypox. And I found it interesting. I read this report earlier, but I found it interesting here in America. After all these big cities, New York, other places, they had all these gay pride events. And after the pride event, monkeypox cases increased. Because how is monkeypox transmitted? Physical contact, and it's prevalent in the homosexual community. Now people say, so, so, so that's God's judgment. No, that's people that don't care what God said. And so that part of the curse is allowed to run rampant. You see what I mean by that? If I don't make, I got to care what God said about the name. And if I don't care what God said about the name, I can't function in the power of the name. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. So Isaiah 53 and verse 4, notice, surely he, now you do yourself a favor to translate that when you read it. Surely Jesus. Because the he is Jesus. Ministers will preach this and they'll go, oh, this is Isaiah's suffering servant. Who is the suffering servant? Jesus. Surely Jesus has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Jesus Stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He carried our griefs. The Hebrew is sicknesses. Carried them. Who carried them? Jesus. And notice, and carried our sorrows. The word is pains. Hmm. You know, with most sickness, there's pain. With most pain, there's sickness. And notice, who carried it? The redemptive name, Jesus. And then, verse 5, but he was wounded, he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needful for our peace was upon Jesus, and with Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Oh, glory. So the question is, who carried our sicknesses and pain? Jesus. By whose stripes are we healed? Jesus. 
the man Jesus carried our sicknesses and pains. It was the stripes on the man Jesus that paid for our healing. And all of that redemptive power has been invested in the name of Jesus. Because he was willing to do that, the Father could invest all healing and all redemptive power in his name. And all I have to do is believe on the name. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 8. Oh, glory. So when someone prays over you in the name. You remember in the book of Acts, it said, and we talked about this, I think it was some... Uh, last week that the bible says you know uh, right after it talks about uh uh paul that aprons and handkerchiefs were taken from his body and that when it was laid on sick ones they were healed and also when they were laid on people that were possessed with demons the demons left and it said everybody knew about that throughout the city and it said there were seven sons of one skeva a jew right it, this was a roving band of exorcists that went around taking money to expel demons. And they saw how Paul did it. And they said that they saw Paul did it in the name of Jesus. And it says they took it upon themselves to call over one in the name. Right? In the name. And they said, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches. Come out of the man. Now, you remember, and there's been various amounts of sermons preached on this. The man looked back at him and said, huh. Now, watch. This. Here's what I want you to get. Jesus, the Greek says, I know him. Now, wait a minute. The demon said, I know Jesus. Right? Now, what if somebody that knew Jesus had used that name. The devil wouldn't have been talking back to him. He left. Because Jesus said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. But somebody was using the name that didn't believe in the name. But who did believe in the name? The devil. And then he said, and Paul I know, and I'm acquainted with Paul. Why was he acquainted with Paul? Because Paul knew how to use the name. Hallelujah. See, when you honor and respect the power that's in the name, the name begins to function. And so my point is, is when someone says, they laid hands on me in Jesus' name. They just said something. You said that the name that's above every name was invoked on your behalf. Hallelujah. Matthew 8 and verse 17. Let's, let's uh, start in verse 16. When the evening was come, they brought unto Jesus... Many that were possessed with, G with devils. And Jesus cast out the spirit with his word. And Jesus healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying. Jesus took our infirmities. And Jesus bare our sicknesses. Hallelujah. Now this word fulfill. That it might be fulfilled. You'll hear people minister sometimes and they'll say, well, Isaiah's prophecy was fulfilled here. And they'll use that and say, well, so that means it's not for today. It was all fulfilled here. The problem with that is that word fulfill often applies to an action that extends throughout the whole church age. 
So this applies to the whole church age. Throughout the whole church age, we're living in this. He took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. I found something not too long ago uh, in what is called the Renewed, New, the Renewed Testament. And, and I want to read it to you. It's, it's this Matthew 8, 17. It says, He himself received and accepted, took and seized, acquired and collected, grasped and obtained, chose and selected, claimed and procured, apprehended and admitted our weaknesses and frailties, our feeblenesses and inadequacies, our powerlessnesses and poornesses, our needinesses, and he carried off and endured, bore up, took up, raised and lifted our illnesses and sicknesses diseases and pains, plagues and distresses, anguish and physical maladies, epidemics and calamities from us. My goodness. Amen. He did that. that. That was the price he paid in redemption. And then he put all the power, God put all the power of the finished work in the name. Glory to God. Do you see that? So when you say in the name of Jesus, every disease, germ, and every virus that touches my body dies instantly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not just a good confession. It's faith in the name. And notice, he said, he took, seized, did all this. And he included in there epidemics. Epidemics. Hallelujah. There is no variant that the name doesn't cover. Well, you know, there's another variant. We got to see. No, we don't have to see. Amen. I, I think the argument should not be, are you vax or anti-vax? Are you name or anti-name? Yeah, but what if I take the vax? Take it in the name. Amen. Well, what if I don't take it? You sure enough better know about the name. Hallelujah. That's important. Well, I would never get vaccinated. Why? Are you afraid? You afraid of what it'll do to you? See, Christians, Christians boast so much. Tell you what, I'm not getting that vaccination. The word of God's good enough for me. Yeah, but we just prayed you out of your sick bed two weeks ago. I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is people will jump out there and boast because they're against something, and, and, and there's no faith behind it. We got to watch making statements that have no faith behind it. Hallelujah. Tell you what, that vaccination, I'll tell you, what's a government plot? It's a government plot. They're going to turn us all into robots. One, one, one day it's all, one day it's going to release and we're all just going to be zombies. Come on, man. It's, it's, it's no wonder people have a hard time getting the things of God to work in their life. They'll believe anything that comes along. You got Christians using valuable time saying that the vaccination is the mark of the beast. Well, couldn't it be? No, it couldn't be. It's impossible. 
I'm not going to ask who's vaxxed and who's not. That's none of my business. But if you got a vaccination, I would dare say there's people in here that got it in your right arm and people in here that got it in your left arm. Would I be right? Anybody get it in your head? The Bible says the mark is on the outside of your right hand or on the outside of your forehead. It's something that can be seen. I don't know who's been vaccinated or not in here because I can't see it. See, this is important. We need, we need to make, quit making people feel like that they, they have missed it somehow because they, they did something we wouldn't do or they didn't do something we would do. Paul said, you got faith, have it to yourself. Amen. This is a, the Holy Spirit has me here. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't take medicine. Well, be quiet about it. Just don't take your medicine and be quiet. Because you got people standing around you, people that may be weaker in faith than you, and they look at you as a person of faith, and you start telling them how, I don't even take aspirin. Well, don't take aspirin and just be quiet about it. And don't worry if the, if the other person's taking aspirin. You don't want to hurt their faith. Amen. I, I'll tell you, there's a relative of, of Brother Jim's sitting right here. I watched this boy come to church, and God delivered him. I'm, I'm going to say this the nicest way I know how. This boy was Looney Tunes. I mean, he, he, he had mental issues coming and going. And he came to church and got prayed for. God delivered him. The word was working in his life. And, and, and the thing that God began to deal with him about was getting his meds in line, getting them lined out, and everything started working. His life had so turned around. And he was standing at the back door one day in church. He was an usher. He was standing at the back door one day, and, and there was another guy there that uh, fancied himself a big faith person. And he looked at this young man, and he said, uh, uh, so you say you're healed? He said, yeah, I'm healed. He said, you still on medicine? He said, yeah, I still take meds. And this guy said, if you was healed, you wouldn't be taking those meds. I didn't know he said it. I found out later. That young man went off his medicine and has never recovered. Never recovered. God was working in his life. Hallelujah. You say, what's that got to do with the name? The name, the, 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 the medicine that you may take or may be on is not going to stop the name from working. Hallelujah. It has, we have proven throughout this pandemic that just getting a shot doesn't stop you from getting COVID. Not getting the shot doesn't stop you from getting COVID. I'll never have it. I'm not going to get the shot, but I'll never have it. Oh, I got it. Now, wait a minute. It's, it's, there's no condemnation if you got it. But there's no pride and boasting if you didn't. If I didn't get it, it wasn't the shot. Or the lack of the shot, it was the name of Jesus. If I got it and I recovered, it wasn't the medicine, it was the name of Jesus. It, that medicine might have helped, but you give the credit to the name of Jesus. Because he said he took our epidemics. Isn't that good news? I said, that's good news. More people, many people don't get healed when people lay hands on them because there, there is this unwritten set of rules that, that people talk about and, and, they, and they may or may not mean to, but we make people feel like that you know, now you've had hands laid on you and if you go out of here and you take medicine, now you've missed the boat. How about take your medicine and say, thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hands were laid on me and I'm a healed man or I'm a healed woman. Hallelujah. Do, do, do you see that? You got, you got to lose that. Jesus, oh, let me move on from that. But he took it. 
He took it. Our faith is in the redemption that's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're kept by the power that's in that name. I say we're kept by the power that's in that name. The name does not have to get stronger because of a new disease. Because God is all-knowing and He knew and knows every disease or calamity that may come upon the earth. And He has already in the past empowered the name with every bit of power to face whatever comes. You can't update the name. You can downgrade it and downplay it, but you can't upgrade it. It'll never be more powerful than it is because it's already all-powerful. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? That's why the Bible says, remember several instances, it says that uh, they brought different ones with various diseases, and it would talk about diseases they had and people that had palsy and people that, it talks about people that were maimed, and it says he healed them all. Isn't it interesting? Jesus did not specialize in any certain disease. He healed all of them. Now, why is this important? i got about five minutes. We're going to pray, pray for you if you want hands laid on you. Why is this important? Because any minister, man or woman, human minister, they have varying degrees of anointing in different areas. Hallelujah. Uh, one time, a, uh, a person came up to Howard Carter. You know, Howard Carter was, uh, traveled with uh, Dr. Lester Summerall, actually traveled with him. Howard Carter wrote the definitive work on uh, the nine gifts of the, the Holy Spirit uh, for the assembly of God. And anyway, uh, he had gotten married in his 70s. He had been a bachelor until he was in his 70s. And... Uh, uh, a, guy, a person came up to him in a meeting that they were in, in a healing meeting, and said, I have a problem with my ears. Would you pray with me or for me? And he said, well, I would be glad to. He said, but in reality, he said, my wife has a stronger anointing for praying for ears than I do, and you'll probably get a better result with her. Now, he could have laid hands on them in the name of Jesus, and they could have received. But God gives those healing anointings to function in that person's life, and they function to a lesser or a greater degree. But the Bible says anybody who believes can lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, and they will recover. Hallelujah. Now, I say that for this reason. Jesus, though, was not limited by that. He healed them all. And it says, in, in, in one instance that we read here in Matthew 8, I believe it's in Mark's gospel, it says that when the city heard that he was in Peter's house, they brought unto him all that were sick, any that were sick, and he healed them all. In uh, Acts, where it talks about the early church, it says, and any that had any sick brought them and laid them in the streets so that by at the least the shadow of Peter might touch them. And as many as did so were healed. Well, we know Peter wasn't just walking around saying, feel my presence and making sure his shadow touched people. He did it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. See, this is important. So there are things that there are stronger anointings in a person's life to minister to. But think about this. Anybody can be healed of anything in the name of Jesus. And that's where people make a mistake. Well, let's get over to brother so-and-so. Or let's get over to sister so-and-so. 
because they have a healing anointing. You have the name. You have the name. We're supposed to lay hands on the sick. Oh, I see. That's the problem. Preachers are supposed to lay hands on the sick. Well, right? Oh, you're not playing along. No, it says these signs will follow them that believe. They'll follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Is that right? Our faith is in the redemption that's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our faith is in the redemption that's in the name of Jesus. You've got to trust in healing redemption. That's, that's where my trust is. That's where my trust is placed, is in, in what he did. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, I'll end with this before we pray. Uh, there's a man of God, a, a, a minister, that was diagnosed with a, uh, they call it a, uh, a saddle, saddle embolism. And a saddle embolism is a, a blood clot in the heart that basically fits like a saddle over the arteries. And uh, it's pretty much deadly. I mean, if it shifts, you're gone. And uh, I, I say this for this reason. The person that was speaking for them made this statement. They said, uh, you know, this is uh, my husband, but they're God's son. This is my children's father, but they're God's son. And then they said, so this might have come to test them, but it won't take them out. That's not faith. See, all of those bywords, those nice religious-sounding statements, that makes people shout, but there's no power in it. The power's in the name. I said the power's in the name. Just because I'm God's son does not mean I'm going to get healed. I've got to believe in something. Right? God doesn't want one sick person to stay sick. He doesn't want one sick person to lose their life to illness. That's why he gave us the name. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that good? That's good news. Well, if you'd like hands to be laid on you today, we'd be glad to do it. And uh, if you're watching online, I realize that you can't be here to have hands laid on you, but you can touch the television or computer or Maybe you're holding your phone. The Lord will heal you. That'll just be your point of contact. Oh, hallelujah. But if you'd like hands laid on you, just come from where you're at. And we'll certainly do it. In the name of Jesus. We will lay hands in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. I believe God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, we praise you. We praise you. Jesus, you're such a good healer. You're such a good healer. You're such a magnificent physician. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. And Father, we lay hands upon these in the name of Jesus. And we full well expect what we read in the book of Mark chapter 16. That we will lay hands on those that need healing and they will be made well. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. No resistance. You shall flee. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name. 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 Oh, glory to God. 
reproductive recreation. Ota sheka. Oh, hallelujah. 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 In, uh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, every sickness, every disease, in, inherited health issues. Nope, you shall not function. You shall not, we don't give you place in this body in the name of Jesus. You shall cease in Jesus' name. Oh, shanda, ola te shanda, ota pakere bosata. Oh, Father. We thank you, Father, the healing power of God, the healing power of the name is flowing, has been flowing in Stephanie's body. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for completing the work. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Mota, ota. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Every pain. Every pain. Yeah, you carried our pain. You carried our pain. You carried our pain. In the name. In the name. In the name. Oop, there it goes. There it goes. In the name of Jesus. Woo. Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe God. In the name. In the name. In the name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe you have received. Hallelujah. We thank everyone for being here today. God bless you, everyone watching online. Don't forget, of course, uh, tomorrow evening service at 7 p.m. Uh, if you can't join us then, please join us again next Tuesday. Till we see you then, remember to keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith. God.